this, 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 this show is brought to you by Safety FM. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen. Thanks for joining us today for TED Speaks with your host, Ted Carew, the Positive Safety Coach. As co-host and Ted's wife, I have the added task of keeping Ted in line and laughing at his jokes, which isn't always easy. My name is Barb Carew. We are coming to you from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, home of the Brewers, Miller Beer, and the Fonz. How could it get any better than that? Our podcast focuses on sharing ideas with business owners and safety professionals to keep employees safe and families together. Our passion for keeping people safe is the reason Total Health and Safety Solutions was created. This is how Ted is able to share his 25 years of safety experience by supporting companies around the globe in their efforts to strengthen their health and safety process. Please join us in welcoming Nick Berger. Having joined August Winter & Sons in 2013 as its Assistant Safety Director, Mr. Berger has garnered a reputation in his field as an environmental health and safety professional. Promoted to Safety Director in 2017, he is responsible for the oversight of two safety coordinators and approximately 325 employees. He also manages job sites throughout the state to ensure safety in the workplace and safety compliance. Founded in 1929, August Winter & Sons, primarily focuses on mechanical contracting such as HVAC, plumbing, industrial, wastewater, and site utility solutions. However, the company also provides service in parallel construction and the fabrication of various types of materials, as well as a full-service department that assists with maintenance, equipment startup, and emergency service. Since joining August Winter & Sons, Mr. Berger is proud to have leveraged his previous experience to change his department's philosophy from reactive to proactive. In this way, many accidents were successfully prevented. Aside from his high-level position with August Winter, Mr. Berger has been a member of the Game Day Risk Management Team for the Green Bay Packers since 2016 and a Civil Affairs Officer for the U.S. Army Reserve since 2018 and is commander of B Company 432nd CABN. He notably served between 2004 and 2018 in the Wisconsin Army National Guard. Hey, Nick, uh, I want to thank you for being on TED Speaks today. I hope uh, hope everything is going well for you. Can't really complain in the grand scheme of things. Well, that's good because then, then I'd have to care, right? Oh, we care. We <laughs> yes, we do. Well, hey, Nick, can you kind of uh, give a little bit of a, a background about your your history? First of all, I, I just want to take a few moments and just thank you for serving. Uh, our country, you know, in, in your military. Um, but can you also kind of just give a 
background to our listeners of, of uh, a little bit about Nick. Oh, geez. Um, I've been in the, uh, the army for, uh, almost 20 or almost 18 years now. Um, most of that time was with the, uh, Wisconsin national guard. Um, and, uh, most of that time was a preventive medicine officer, which, uh, the best way to kind of describe that is if you give OSHA, DNR, DHS, and EPA, you know, kind of get someone that fits all four of those categories and give them a gun. And M-Shaw, and M-Shaw, you got to throw M-Shaw in there too, of, right? Uh, <laughs> I said, you got to throw, you got to throw M-Shaw in there too. <laughs> well, we, yeah, I guess he could. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, um, <laughs> depending on what we were doing. But, yeah. Um, so I, I really looked at trying to prevent uh, service members from needing um, medical uh, attention or medical aid or the medics in general. So, um, you know, a lot of uh, preventive stuff, uh, environmental, air, water, soil, nuclear, biological, radiological, um, uh, and then getting into some of the, the simple stuff of, you know, like washing your hands and disease prevention and stuff. Um, so, uh, the last four years I switched over to the reserves and I'm doing civil affairs, which is a completely different ball game, which is, uh, completely interesting. Um, and, uh, but, uh, on the civilian side, um, graduated from, uh, University of Wisconsin Oshkosh, uh, started in insurance, which was kind of, uh, a path I wasn't uh, anticipating, but, uh, has helped me out, uh, in the safety field. Um, and then uh, switched over to the state of Wisconsin's Department of Health Services, where I worked there for a couple of years uh, in the lead and asbestos program. And then since then, uh, basically been doing safety um, full time uh, now with a construction mechanical construction company in the Fox Valley. So I've been with the, the company for uh, nine years, uh, coming up in eight days. So, yeah. Well, congratulations on your soon-to-be eight years. Nick, what would you say that your military um, career, how do you think that has helped your career in safety? Oh, um, well, the one big thing um, is knowing regulations, um, uh, especially with preventive medicine. Uh, there's very few of us out in the, the Army. Most of it is active duty components. And so you're sitting there... Uh, talking to your boss and other bosses and you're going around doing um, audits and base camp assessments and people are wondering what you do. So you, you, you learn really quick how to advertise yourself and how to give kind of like your elevator pitch on why you're there and, and why you're important. Um, and then after that, obviously you're going to find, you know, typically you're going to find some things that aren't uh, up to standard and then you, you present your findings and, and you have to back yourself up with regulations. Um, so it's a little bit easier on the military side because it's a little bit more black and white. Unlike uh, uh, the civilian side with OSHA and MSHA where it's uh, a little bit more colorful shades of gray. Um, but uh, <laughs> definitely understanding your regulations, understanding what what uh, basically backs you up into making those those evaluations that you have. And I know, um, so you have a, a lot to kind of bring to safety with your background, not only the military, but you said even your experience with insurance, you know, it all plays a part and I would say makes you well-rounded in the safety field. Um, you know, we talk about regulations and all that sort of thing. 
What do you think kind of on the other side are rolling that into just working with people and behavior-based safety? What are your thoughts on that? I'm seeing that uh, starting to be uh, a big push with some of the clients that we deal with, and rightfully so. Um, I've, I've mentioned this to, to my guys when we've done safety training that you can have the best safety policies. Um, you can have the state-of-the-art uh, personal protection equipment. Um, you could have management buy-in 110%. You could have all the stars aligned. But the one thing that you, you don't have control over as a safety professional is the personal um, actions of your employees. Now, there's ways to influence them and, and encourage them to follow the rules. But unless you get their buy-in, it's extremely difficult to have a safe company and, and a safe uh, workforce. So behavioral-based safety, uh, especially in the last three years for me, um, you know, I, I do some OSHA 30 and OSHA 10. And although that's not part of the, the curriculum, I lead with that. That's the first thing that I do is, is talk about behavioral-based and not just well, if, if you are more prone to taking risks and you're more prone to uh, having a, you know, a severe injury, but more, why are we doing this? You know, we sit up there and, and say, well, you know, we have these safety policies and you, and you need to follow them so you don't get in trouble. But that's not how we should be pushing safety. We should be pushing safety that you need to follow these rules because you care about your family. You care about fishing. You care about hunting. You care about your hobbies outside of work. Work provides you the lifestyle and the means to enjoy your hobbies and enjoy your life outside of work. But if work causes you to get injured, you can't enjoy what's outside of work. So really, it's, it's getting the buy-in that, you know, hey, we all want to make some money. We all want to enjoy life. We all want to provide a life for our family. But we can't do that if we don't work safely and we don't follow these procedures. So uh, the last three years definitely have been a big push for behavioral safety. Right. And we talk that seems to come up a lot on um, our episodes with with guests, just um, building that, like you said, buy in or just that culture where it's not just about telling people what they should do, but explaining the why. And if everyone knows why, it sounds simple. Go home safe. But if, if you truly believe that, then you'll tend to do it whether someone's watching you or not. Because like you said, as a safety professional or supervisors, you know, not everyone's always watching people. You have to be, be willing to do that on your own for the right reason. So that's very true. Exactly. And, and with, with the trades that we work in, everyone knows everyone. And, you know, we may be busy right now but we may slow up and we have to let you go and you go back to the union and then you get picked up by another company well we want from a safety standpoint we want to kind of be in line with everyone else uh so that there's not this ambiguity between different companies for safety policies so that it's easier to for the guys to to be safe at all times and on top of it if someone from another company gets hurt typically everyone knows them or knows of them Mm-hmm. And those, hey, you know, that guy's got a wife and three kids and, you know, it's going to be rough for them for a little bit. You know, I hope he recovers. That's, no one wants to see that. Definitely. 
In the last uh, year or so, have you noticed any trends in construction safety um, as far as it relates uh, to safety? You know, any trends? Uh, trends that I've been seeing, um, it's going to be a kind of a catch-22. Uh, we're going to get sandwiched uh, is what I'm thinking. Um, we have a lot of, uh, I'm going to call them wiser uh, demographics <laughs> that are coming close to, you know, uh, the end of their career and mm-hmm. becoming retired and they've been doing this all their life. And Ted, you know, as well as I do, you know, you go back 15 years, 20 years, sometimes even 10 years, safety in certain aspects weren't, wasn't pushed as hard as it is now. So we got a demographic that's coming close to retirement and they've been working in the trades all their life and their bodies are showing that showing signs of being in the trade and then the the inverse of that is the new guys coming in you know we we're talking about a generation that hasn't spent the summer nights in their garage with their with their dad or their grandpa tinkering with toys or taking their bikes apart and putting them back together you know i'm talking generalities here but um you know they're 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 behind the computer. They're behind video games. So they're coming into the trades with less experience than what we used to see. So we're dealing with an aging population and we're dealing with inexperience coming in. So from, from a safety standpoint, we're really getting sandwiched by, you know, the, the aches and pains of 30 plus years in the trades and then the aches and pains and injuries from inexperience and, and having those, well, you know, sometimes you got to learn the, rough, the, the the hard way, which no one wants to. So right. bleeding that information from the older population, getting that mentorship started as soon as possible, um, following up on the, the younger generation coming into the trade, and then getting that, going back to the behavioral base portion, getting that understanding of why are we doing what we're doing? Why do we have the policies that we do? Um, and how can I help out? Because there's one of me, there's three total safety people in my company. We got, you know, 240 employees. So the more people I can get to understand the why we do things the way we do it and understand the, the complexity and and the behavioral-based portion of safety, the more eyes I have out there that that helps me, and then we can focus on other other nuances that will only make the company better. That's a very good um, way of putting it, how, how you're being sandwiched with the older people, more experienced who are kind of leaving, and the newer generation. The boomers, right? Yeah. The boomers. And like you said, the newer generation too. And I think we've, we've done an episode in past about, um, you know, behavior-based safety and generations and how to communicate and deal with them differently. And one thing that kind of always comes up and to no fault of their own is when you're younger and inexperienced, you kind of feel in the world of safety invincible. You know, you probably haven't had anything happen to you, thank goodness. And you probably haven't seen much happen. And sometimes those are the things that really make you realize how, how important safety is. So we want to try to avoid those experiences and teach them, but I'm assuming the approach we do that for younger people is a little bit different, correct? 
Exactly. And, and we've seen the studies out there that show that, you know, employees that feel that they are taken care of by their employer will do and have more productivity um, than those that think they're just another number. True. And, you know, I make no qualms about it. I, I tell my guys, it's like, you're the most expensive piece of equipment that this company has. I'm not trying to diminish who you are as a person, but there is not a piece of equipment that is manufactured that can do what you do as well as you do what you do. So, you know, if you go down because of some, you know, uh, hidden uh, hazard that you didn't take the time to look at, you know, now you, which are, you know, invaluable to us, you go down and now we have to bring someone that has less experience in that, you know, it just, it kind of snowballs from there. So, um, and then on top of it, you know, how I really phrase it is, if we can't keep you guys safe out in the field and if you guys can't keep yourself safe out in the field, you're really risking your jobs because if the company's numbers aren't where they need to be to be competitive, we can't get the work that we need to keep you employed. And you may go someplace else and it may not be as, as nice as it is here. And I said, you may not think that you're a salesman or a project manager or, or, you know, PR, but you really are. You interface with our clients on a daily basis. Your craftsmanship, your work ethic, your safety factor, all that plays into why we are so busy and why we have the reputation that we have. And it's not, it's not because of what safety does. We're just there to help point you and steer you in the right direction. You know, we look at a situation from a dis- different perspective. And, and it takes both of us to work towards that, that flagpole in the distance to make the, the benchmarks that we have to meet so that we can keep them busy. Right. And I, I think you said it true. And um, I've just read something about this recently where, um, you know, our human resource is the most important, the people that work for us. But that means that there's going to be human error. So we have to do the best we can to try to predict and guide and you're right. They have to realize that they play an important role. And I think being a safety professional, yeah. that's the, that's the best job. example that I usually give guys is, you know, I find out who the, who the fishermen in the, uh, in the crowd that I'm talking with. And typically there's one or two guys that, uh, they like to fish for the muskies, you know, the, the, the big fish that really hit the lures hard and, and all that. And it's just exciting watching it. And I said, think of it this way. You're, you're passionate about musky fishing like any chance you get you're going out there you're you're trying to trying to land the big one and then you you know you decide to lift a you know a piece of equipment that you know you shouldn't have by yourself and now you you tweak your shoulder and now you need rotator cuff surgery not only are you out you know from the workforce for potentially six months but now your your musky fishing is going down to bluegill fishing <laughs> and you're jigging with one hand because that's all you can use. And th- there's there's no comparison between musky fishing and bluegill fishing. Or, or I mean, perch. It's still great perch fishing too. and it's relaxing, but the fight is not there. <laughs> right. I think it's important to, like you said, that's a good way to put it in perspective for someone, like a real world example that makes them realize, oh, yeah. That, that could happen. So very, very, very true. Yes. Well, Nick, I want to thank you for uh, being on TED Speaks today. I think that you brought some very valuable information 
to our listeners, safety professionals, and small business owners. Um, but as you know, I being the positive safety coach, I want to uh, bring some laughter to some of our uh, guests. So are you ready for our big dad joke? I, I think I am. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good answer to it because it, no, no, nobody can really <laughs> make sure that they are. But okay, so when should a football player wear armor? When should a football player wear armor? Ooh, I've not heard this one. When they play night games <laughs> with the Knights, get it? <laughs> there you go. See, that was a good one. There, that was actually, got, we don't always I have good apologize ones. apologize a little bit because uh, the, the other day I got hit with a can of soda in the head, and luckily it was a soft drink, so. Ah. <laughs> oh, we're getting a little taste of it. Yes, we are. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know if I can top that one, but we have one more. Uh, because you live okay. here in, in the lovely Wisconsin area with us. Uh, what do you call a snowman with a six-pack? A snowman with a six-pack? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh. mm, I have not heard this one either. An abdominal snowman <laughs> instead of abominal. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Nick, thank you uh, there again you go. Yeah. so much for being on the, on the show. Um, if listeners want to... Um, get contact with you how would they go about doing that uh i am on linkedin uh nicholas burger um b-e-r-g-e-r like the food but spelled differently um, <laughs> okay <laughs> otherwise <laughs> i'm on facebook too otherwise ted you got my all my contact information so um if i can help out in any way shape or form always willing to do so perfect well sounds good again nick thank you very much for uh being on the show and have a super safe day take care thank you you do the same. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to TED Speaks with Ted Carew, owner of Total Health and Safety Solutions, providing health and safety support to businesses by customizing a safety process to fit their needs, big or small. Please connect at ted.carew at healthandsafetynow.com or visit our website, healthandsafetynow.com to share your safety stories or find out more about how we can work together to ensure your people go home safely and turn an expense into a profit center. Follow us and leave a review on your favorite podcast app. Have a super safe week. 